Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor... You can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiry. Big Dub Inquiries Big Dub Inquiries Big Dub Inquiries Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to another exciting installment of Big Dumb Inquiries. I'm Shane, along with the other other half-mind of the show, Kyle. How's it going today, bro? That was almost kind of gay how you worded it, but it's okay. You, you almost said my other half. I, I heard it in your voice. You are you my said, other half. My other, you, you said <laughs> uh, the other half of the show. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for having me. Uh, wait, never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, good to be here with you, Shane, as always, another episode. Uh, we got a exciting guest tonight. This is probably probably my favorite person in the game. Uh, just because she's just awesome. She's the best. You all know her. You all love her. Give it up for deplorable Janet. What's going on, Janet? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's good. It's good. It's good. To, always good to talk to you, Janet. Whenever I just want to say um, real quick, I feel like I'm a third wheel in this relationship. <laughs> there are no wheels. We're in the we're in the next century. We got hover. We're a hoverboard. <laughs> Hey, that kind of works out, though, because if you're talking about modern-day hoverboards, they do have two wheels. <laughs> oh, those... Why do they call them hoverboards? That's an interesting question. Why do they call them fucking hoverboards? They just are... They have the one-wheel hoverboards, too. I ate shit on one of those one-wheel hoverboards. They go, like, 40, 50 miles an hour, and I ate shit on them. Um, Dude, it's literally... What do they call it? A Segway? It's a Segway with no handlebars. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, guys, we do have a great show for you tonight. I, I just quick glance at some of the clips. Um, it's going to be fun. It might be a little longer show tonight, but that's okay. It's raining here, uh, here in West Texas. And it's actually like cold. I'm like cold in here. I wore a tank top thinking it'd be like hot in here and I'm a little chilly. So I might grab a jacket at some point, but before we get to the show, guys, um, I guess Janet, um, real quick, uh, where can people find you? Oh, well, <clears throat> if you want to stalk me, um, you can find me on Instagram at Deplorable Janet. You can find me on Twitter at No Janet, K-N-O-W. You can find my podcast literally everywhere, as well as on actual activists with an S.com. Shout out to and Matt on Roku Landman. TV, you can watch the video versions on Patriot Podcast Network. 
Awesome. How's that? How's the Patriot Podcast Network been going? I know. Uh, oh, it's been going so good. And it's there's so many um, great content creators on there and they keep growing it. And so, you know, we started out with like seven shows mm-hmm. um, and and that's grown. And I think it's like 23 or 28 wow. shows now. And who runs yeah. that, by the way, just for people who are curious? I can't remember the guy's name, but who, who um, runs Alan it? Alan Jacoby. Okay. Okay, that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, Alan has his own uh, own podcast called The Great Divide. That's and right. And so it was his brainchild, and um, it was it was an excellent idea because there's not very many content creator channels on mm. Roku. And it's really cool. I remember I watched you on on my TV on like laying in bed one night on uh, the big screen on the big screen i was like oh my god i was telling my wife i was like that's janet that's janet uh it's really cool for to watch and uh because it feels like you know i understand like everyone you know you can go on youtube on tv and watch something but it's Mm -hmm. it's it it's a different feeling when you just go to your roku or your fire Mm -hmm. stick or whatever and you can just go straight to that that app or whatever and and find all your favorite uh, content creators. So that's, that's super cool. It's great to see. Um, and shout out to Matt Landman from actual activists. Um, I believe I'm, I think I'm still on there. I don't remember. Um, but we love Matt Landman. He's doing great work and, uh, he's coming up uh, on my show pretty soon. Is his new movie out? out? I don't know. That's what I'm excited to talk to him about. So man, uh, I gave my copy of, uh, Frankenskies to my dad. Um, I don't know if he's watched it yet, but uh, it's great to have a physical copy of that movie. Y'all check out frankenskies.com and and go get a a copy of that movie. It's great. Yeah, Uh, I have that movie and it's awesome. I've watched that a couple of times. It's so well done too. And I I made my wife like listen to it with me or whatever. And even she was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know some of that. So great stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let me ask both of you guys, how, how's your week been? How's life? Everything good on the home fronts? Shit's getting a little wild out there, but (laughs) we still try to have a good time. Mm -hmm. I'll let you go, Shane. Well, I say the only fun, exciting thing that happened this week, I guess on a Saturday, I went to Bigfoot and Bruce and, uh, did some bending, I guess, for Open what? Minds Media for Bizarre Encounters in my show. So that was pretty fun. What is Bigfoot and Bruce, Shane? You can't just throw that out there. Not everybody I know, knows right? Who it I'm is. like, we don't have anything like that here. I need to know these things. It's a. Uh, it was a Bigfoot event, I guess you could say. They had Ron Moorhead as like the main speaker, so that was pretty cool. Um, it was run by Eric from Uncomfortable Podcast. So shout out to him. Uh, the guys from Cryptids of the Corn were there, so that was pretty cool. Got to hang out with them. Uh, Joel from uh, Kill the Mockingbirds and Sean from Kill the Mockingbirds were there. So that was oh, pretty cool. cool. Got to hang out with them too. Those guys are mm-hmm. And then a random funny moment at the end, uh, my daughter Tober ran up and uh, hugged Ron Moorhead. So at least I can always say my daughter randomly hugged Ron Moorhead. Oh, is that Bo- <laughs> Who is Bodine? Is, this is this uh, Bigfoot character that I keep seeing on your feed. Bodine, the Bigfoot man. He's, uh, okay, so there's this company that does documentaries about Bigfoot. And uh, when they're at events, they started doing this uh, character for, you know, like the kids and stuff like that. They say he was the smallest of the Bigfoot, so he got rejected from his pack kind of a thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the guy, you know, is boating the Bigfoot and comes and, like, you know, hangs out with the kids and Dude, I don't, pictures with them and stuff. I'm so surprised your daughter liked that guy because that doesn't seem like a costume for kids. It's actually terrifying. I saw it and I was like, that's scary as fuck. That's a terrible <laughs> Bigfoot. I mean, it, it looks good, but it's terrifying. 
Oh, I mean, she loved it, man. She drew him a picture. Oh, uh, he, she gave him a bunch of random stuff. He gave her like a T-shirt and stuff and said Aww. he was going to frame the picture and stuff. So that's well, so sweet. He didn't say it directly because, you know, he was Bigfoot. So he's doing his <laughs> growls and stuff like that. But <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. That's wonderful. And Janet, how about you? Everything good uh, out there in uh, the Everything freedom world? Everything is lovely. I don't have anything exciting and fun to report like that. I haven't been to any... Uh, Bigfoot and Brews or even a brewing company lately. So, <laughs> you know, just sitting here in my living room most of the time. <laughs> hey, that's fine too. Everything's good. Everything's good. Um, you know, we are, we are, we have to remind ourselves sometimes that we are very blessed. Um, yep. And absolutely. Um, oh, I, I've been uh, listening to a podcast called Bible in a Year. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I, something was calling to me that, Hey, maybe, maybe something's missing or I don't know. I don't know if it's like, I want to get in with back in like the church or anything like that. But I was like, I just need to, uh, mm-hmm. educate myself a little bit more. So I've been listening to the Bible in a year podcast. Uh, and that's been interesting. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the guy's takes on it, but it is interesting to actually listen to some, uh, biblical text and, get some different context and stuff. So that's all I've been up to. Um, and just, you know, uh, working and hanging out with the wife and, uh, how's that feel to say wife now? It's weird. I have to get used <laughs> to it. I, I always stop myself. I'm like, not girlfriend. Cause it was weird for that six months where she was my fiance. I was like my girl, uh, my fiance. And then by the time I got used to that, she was my wife. And now it's like my, fi- my wife <laughs> so how hot yeah, was it awkward word yeah it is how hot was it the day you got married because oh i know you god. were worried about that oh my god it was it actually wasn't too bad um the the ac in the building had gone out the day before and oh they brought these big swamp foggers in it was it was a hot mess but it had rained the day of our wedding like all morning and so by it was it was by the time we had the ceremony and people started showing up, it wasn't too bad. I mean, obviously you're going to sweat and things like that, but it's a dry heat out here in Texas, so you, you don't sweat too yeah. bad. So it was. You guys bad. don't have the humidity that we do. Not here in West Texas, <clears throat> certainly not. So, um, but yeah, it was it was hot, and but Mexico was brutal hot. I mean, it was hot and humid, and but we were drunk the whole time, so made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that, guys, um, how how would you like to proceed, Shane? Uh, you want me to play I, I kind of have two clips that go together um in kind of a larger topic um what what we do you start have? with mine if you want because we did uh yours starting last week so okay. we can start with mine this week oh my god this link dude <laughs> oh and I didn't pre I didn't <laughs> preload the link so okay there's no ad right now let's see if I can make this happen before an ad pops up here and I'll just preface it afterwards because it'll go along with it after. It'll probably make more sense that way. All right, here we go. It says NASA's DART spacecraft launches on mission to intentionally smash into an asteroid. Well, NASA has successfully fired off a rocket of an ambitious mission, on an ambitious mission, I should say. The DART spacecraft is eventually on a course to smash into an asteroid, and the goal is to test whether it's possible to knock a space rock off course if it were to ever threaten Earth. Fox News correspondent Phil Keating is in Miami to explain this life-saving experiment. Good morning to you, Phil. 
Good morning to you as well. And the asteroid smasher is now on its way. It's a first of its kind mission zipping through our solar system that one day could potentially help save the planet from mass extinction just as happened with the dinosaurs. Thanks to the late, late night launch, people in Los Angeles could even see it from 150 miles away. The SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base, northwest of Santa Barbara, lighting up the California sky. Destination, a pair of asteroids. It's called the DART, which stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test. It's part of NASA's planetary defense strategy, testing one method of asteroid deflection technology. The plan is for this spacecraft to collide with an asteroid and deflect its path. The target asteroid is technically an asteroid moonlet called Dimorphos, which orbits the asteroid Didymos, which is Greek for twin. NASA says the DART mission will help us better prepare for an asteroid that one day could pose an enormous threat to Earth if one is discovered to be heading directly our way. The spacecraft will slam into its target at 15,000 miles an hour. That first test of planetary defense. <laughs> it's an intentional crash of a spacecraft into a, a rock. And of course, what we're trying to learn is uh, how to deflect a threat. Very few of the billions of asteroids and comets orbiting our sun are potentially hazardous to our planet, and scientists say there won't be such a threat for at least the next 100 years. This is that burning meteor which screamed into Russia for in 2013. Those are smaller than asteroids. An asteroid the size of just a few hundred feet wide could cause regional catastrophe here on the planet, a natural disaster like we've never seen. The price tag for this mission, $314 million, but what price saving humanity, right? <laughs> it should hit Didymos <laughs> in about 10 months, September next year. All right. All right. When was this, uh, when was this report, <clears throat> Shane? September 10th. Oh, of this year? Oh, okay. <clears throat> hmm, right after yep. the very first... Uh... Uh, mass event exercise on September the 9th. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. And I, it, what hmm. I found interesting is that they kept saying NASA, 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 but then the actual rocket was a SpaceX rocket. So uh, they didn't really mention, you know, obviously they said it was a SpaceX rocket, but they didn't mention that NASA's contracting the rocket. Um, I found it fascinating. Uh, clear, You know, this is just reminiscent of all those disaster movies, mainly Armageddon. Uh, which is mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies. Uh, I was going to say, don't look up. It literally sounds like the plot of that. Don't look up, mm -hmm. right. Um, and we see this all the time, in, in at least in our circles. I know Shepard Ambellis is really on this. He he always reposts the stories of like, oh, we uh, a rock is heading our way, and it's like the day of. It's like, oh, it missed. And uh, th we see this a lot. We see this a lot. And um, right. it, you know, if space isn't fake and gay, uh, I think this is a good idea. I don't necessarily think this is a bad idea. I just, in my opinion, I think we probably already have the technology to to do this. I mean, even, I, I want to say maybe even 10 years ago, they were talking about just going, sending a probe up to an asteroid and spray painting one side of the asteroid. And just that, the, the painting of it alone would change the mass and change the, the direction of it and things. So this must be that makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's why I said, if it isn't fake and gay, <laughs> uh, 
yeah. What what made you want to pick this, Shane? This is an interesting clip. Um, like my question to it is, they talk about the two rocks that it's intending to hit. So are those actually something that is actually going to hit us? And they're trying to like diffuse the situation and not make it sound like it's as serious as it is. Or are they honestly just testing it? That's kind of my question. Well, like with the twins, I feel like if they're going to invest that much money, the U S government usually reacts rather than prepares for at least stuff like this, unless it's something that's like war happening right in front of them. So like, I don't know. I feel like it's more of like a, they think the, those two rocks are going to hit us. So they're trying to launch this off and make it seem like it's just a test when they actually have an intention of using it for something. Well, I guess to play devil's advocate, right? Um, they're rocks. One of the rocks is a, is a moon of the other asteroid. So they're on the same traje- trajectory. So if, and just like when they sent those twin astronauts up, uh, one went to space, one stayed on earth to kind of compare the difference. I guess that's what they would do with this is they would hit one while the other continues its course to see how much change actually happens with the one they hit. That's, I mean, the devil's advocate, uh, maybe how they would explain it, why they chose these rocks, because they're already moving together. So if they hit one, they can see how far off it actually goes. But and it, but to your point, I thought it said something about trying to hit both of them at the same time. They're saying it was some type of like duo trajectory rocket. Like they were trying to like, make contact with both or at least that's the impression i got from that yeah, I don't, I don't yeah know. from the twins <laughs> from the twin rocks now i have a question <clears throat> okay so you're gonna smash this um ship into a asteroid wink um at 15 what they say fifteen thousand miles an hour mm-hmm um, and that's going to change the trajectory. My question is, isn't that going to fragment that asteroid into billions of pieces? I don't know. I, I guess if it's, if it's a big enough rocket or ship to hit it, perhaps. Um, but, but I guess to your point, couldn't it just <laughs> change the directory to just hit us? If it's not going to hit us, exactly, then they could yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the other part of this, too. I think all of this, uh, like anything, um, if you can market it as a defense product, whether it's a military product or or whatever, you're going to get more funding for it because people are going to more likely go along with it, right? If it's like, oh, for our own good, then yes, let's do it. But if you take this technology like two steps further, you have asteroid mining, right? The capturing of asteroids mining them for their resources and uh I, that's where the corporate aspect comes in i think that's i think that's what this is leading to um sure it'd be great if we could deflect asteroids uh from hitting us but wouldn't it be even better if we could catch them and mine them just like in that movie uh shane don't look up they they yep. delayed so long to deflect the asteroid because this fucking rich uh jeff bezos character was like no let's capture it and mine it and get rich um and then it just ended up screwing everybody in the long run. So I don't know. It's an interesting clip, Shane. Interesting clip. Any- Here's another question. Um, if we can't get past the Van Allen radiation belt, how are they going to get up there with a ship to smash this asteroid? I, I guess if it's no no people on it, I don't I don't know. Good point. But isn't that something that mechs messes with the electronics on, on the ship, though, or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. I I guess um, mm-hmm. I think I think you're right. Uh, That's but- why they haven't haven't been able to uh, penetrate it or wink recreate uh, the space 
space uh, landing on the moon before because of the Van Allen radiation belt and and the lost technology. Mm-hmm. And we're going, I mean, they're ramping so up for another one. So it seems to me like this is another upcoming movie, huh? Another um, <laughs> cute filming in a studio like the uh, moon landing. Well, even the, know, the, the video of that of that little uh, animation, that seemed pretty legit. I mean, that's not too far off from what we've seen from uh, SpaceX and NASA, you know, from their, their rocket launches. So uh, entirely possible, entirely possible. Um, I find this fascinating. I don't know. I, I guess we'll find out next year, right? What happened? <laughs> if we're still here. Oh, if we're yeah, still and here. Yeah, then 10 months. Oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I keep telling, like, Shane keeps booking guests for the show. And I'm like, I always respond, like, if we're still there, if we're still here, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> You're scaring our guests away, man. They think we're going to stop doing the show. <laughs> oh, well, no, they just, I, I think they know what I mean. I think they know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scared me, at least. <laughs> well, uh, anything else on this before we move on? Good clip. We're living in a one. movie plot. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, Janet, you sent me a few things. Um, there's a tweet, there's an Instagram, and then there's a BuzzFeed uh, thing. Which one should I start with? Um, I don't care. Okay. You can pick whichever one you want. All right, here we go. This is from uh, Representative Jim Jordan, who I think is a good guy. Um, he kind of teeters. Um, let me restart this clip over here. I want you to go back to the memorandum that the Attorney General issued on October 4th of last year. Very first sentence. In recent months, there's been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teacher staff who participate in the vital work of running our nation's public schools. When he testified, when the attorney general testified, we asked him a simple question. What was the basis for you putting that first sentence in your memorandum? And what did he say? What did he say? He said it was the letter from the National School Boards Association that they have now said we regret and apologize for sending. The letter, as the gentleman from Texas just pointed out, they coordinated with the White House to use the words domestic terrorism in the letter and cite the Patriot Act. That is what, that's why we want the correspondence back and forth in addition to the few emails we've been able to uncover because it was all coordinated and it was based on that coordinated letter that the Attorney General of the United States writes that first sentence. There was no other evidence. I'm going to take the word of a left-wing political organization that's been in cahoots with the White House to put this together because we think it's going to be to our political advantage. They found out it wasn't and Glenn Youngkin's now the governor of Virginia because of it. But that's what they did. We want all the communications between the White House, the NSBA, and the Justice Department that put this whole scheme together. All right. Um, so this must be in reference to when was this? When was this uh, tweet? Let me get out of full screen. Um, here. There was actually it was today. A, from today. Yeah, it, there was actually a hearing today, and do you guys <laughs> remember um, uh, his name is Johnson? Representative Johnson, he's the one that thought uh, that Guam was going to tip over if there was too many people on it. What? <laughs> you don't remember that? Oh, my God, you're going to have to look Let that up. Let me look this up. Johnson? Yeah. It Representative, I think it's Johnson. Um, he's a real light-skinned uh, black guy. I, oh, how, how? Hank Johnson. Hank Johnson, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, he was he was talking today 
And um, now any parent that goes to a school board um, meeting or anything like that is considered an extremist, quote, terrorist. And that's why I picked this clip today, because um, after the hearings today, uh, it's being, you know, put out in the public eye that um, all this language, like from Biden's speech and whatever, the extremists, the terrorists, threat to society, blah, 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 blah. This all comes from the Patriot Act, Mm -hmm. which was signed on 9-11 or after Mm 9-11. Yeah, um, I remember the first part of this story um, a few several months ago, where the FBI, the Justice Department, put out that mm-hmm. memorandum saying, uh, you know, that school boards were being threatened, and I think there was like one guy who like got a little rowdy, but it wasn't even he made no direct threats to anybody. He was just like, you know, this is messed up what you're doing to our kids, and I think mm-hmm. it was actually in regards to like I think his daughter got <laughs> raped twice. Or oh, got raped by a transgender student in the female in, bathroom. In the bathroom. And then yeah. that student got sent to another school and did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and no no consequences were had. And uh, so he, obviously that man was right to get a little upset about it. And so this was in response to that when parents started going to school boards and be like, what the fuck are you teaching our kids? Why aren't you doing anything about these assaults and, and all this nonsense? And so we're now getting a follow up from that, and um, I, I that's what I, I that's why I like Jim Jordan. I think he mm-hmm. um, he has the receipts, um, but he's he's really good at these little clips, right? Like I only right. ever see him in these little clips of like owning the libs, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't mind that. I like owning the libs, but um, but you got to do something. Yeah, and so what? What? What was? What was the result of this hearing? Um. um who the hell knows what they're going to do? The whole hearing was basically about classifying people mm. in the United States as terrorist or extremist or whatever, which the Patriot Act gave the permission of the to the United States and to the DOJ to to deem any group or mm-hmm. individual or, or whatever terrorist. And so uh, the parent thing is back on the table again after today's hearings. Yeah, I mean, Biden's speech a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago was, it, it, I mean, the fact that he said Trump voters are mm-hmm. near and present danger, yeah. um, that was yep. terrifying. Just the whole rhetoric of the speech, everything he said, uh, ultra MAGA, all this stuff, it was in the red lighting, which as a you know, someone who does build sets and lights and things mm-hmm. like I ask you ask any lighting designer, what is red lights for? And it's to show like rage and anger and revenge. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, why, why, who wrote this speech and who who put who turned those lights on? Because that's just bad. That's poor I know taste. who wrote this speech. Oh, you do. Palpatine? I do. Palpatine. <laughs> um, his ah. his name is John Meacham. And the speech actually came from a uh, publication that John Meacham had done back in 2018 called The Soul of Our Nation. Mm-hmm. And this the speech that Biden did was 
the battle for the soul of the nation, right? Uh-huh. It was taken from from John Meacham's uh, publication from 2018. Man, Biden's still just plagiarizing. Yeah. <laughs> the speechwriter's plagiarizing himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shane, what are your thoughts on this, man? You're a parent. Um, you, you, you've got a kid in school. I mean, what's... Uh, how do you, how does it make you feel to know that you're a terrorist? Well, I mean, I literally homeschool my daughter because of these reasons. Oh, good. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Like people forget how passionate people get when it comes to their kids. And especially if schools think they have the right to just kind of like take over Mm -hmm. the thoughts and everything of the child, like that's where an issue falls in because parents have a particular way that they would like to raise their kids. And then once they become a certain age, they can do whatever the hell they want past that. But when you are worried about sending your kid to school and them getting just corrupted by all this weird woke ass shit, Mm -hmm. then of course it's going to pose a problem. And then they try to find the loophole where as soon as you label somebody a terrorist, all their rights go out the window. So, I mean, that's, that's what they've been trying to do since the beginning. I mean, even going to like the truckers and stuff when I live in Michigan and uh, anybody that was supposed that was trying to like go and aid them or give them food or anything like that at the bridge, they're trying to say was like a domestic terrorist. Mm -hmm. So they're just trying to put that title on anything they possibly can just so that they can act the way that they want to towards these types of people. And of course they would see him as an issue when it comes to schools because it's going against the agenda that they want to force into the minds of the youth so that they can continue this progression of brainwashing through. So that's why they're so like, uppity about it because any other time in history like that's just being an active parent like usually teachers appreciate when you know a parent would come and actually be part of the school but now they have an issue with that and they want the parents to stay as far away from the school as possible and even if they're trying to talk about just something small and basic they still don't want any interaction with the parents it's very like come to school we keep your secrets you go home and then you don't talk about what happened and as far as i'm concerned that sounds like something a groomer would do Mm yeah yeah And that's why I wanted to bring that clip in here today, because with the Patriot Act giving rise to, you know, the government basically being able to classify whoever they want as a terrorist, whether you engage any kind of, you know, actual terrorist activity or not, uh, if they say you are, then you are. Question is, how long until we become terrorist we already are we already are i mean uh i'm a super ultra triple terrorist you're you're nuclear you're nuclear maga janet you're nuclear maga exactly yeah janet actually i actually had a a friend of mine uh come stay with me in the past few weeks he uh, just passing through town and uh you know he's a normie liberal uh, whatever but you know, he's still my really good friend and we can debate and talk about this stuff and still right. hang out and be good friends, which is rare these days. Right. Right. And, absolutely. um, and he goes, so who's this, who's this deplorable Janet lady? <laughs> and I said, Oh my gosh, she's like the sweetest person in the entire world. She's like the coolest, the coolest person. She's so nice. And like, she really cares about people and this country and all this stuff. And he goes, well, she was at January 6th. So she's like a terrorist. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dude, uh, no, not at all. I mean, uh, obviously, I think we can all agree that there was some some fuckery that happened that that day and right. all this stuff. And I was like, but most of the people there, I'd say ninety nine percent of the people there, were just good people who who were exercising their rights to protest and uh, you know gather and assemble. 
all of those things. And I said, dude, if you if you talk to Janet for five minutes, you'll be you'll be a, a, a Trump supporter. And like everybody's mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's so funny that, you know, people get so wound up about that because what they didn't show with all the, you know, January 6th stuff is um, that in front of the monument, um, this was not even at the Capitol, but in front of the monument, okay, um, everybody was singing and praying and, like, hugging each other and whatever. I wasn't there to protest. I've never been to D.C. before. So, me, I'm, like, standing there looking around going, what's that building? What's that building? Oh, my God, this is, like, so cool. And, like, just being in in you know, in a historical place mm-hmm. and looking around and stuff and feeling like this, you know, prayer and all that stuff going on. Like I, there was crap going on at the Capitol, but I wasn't involved in any of that shit. I wasn't there. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm, if I'm a terrorist because I visited um, the capital of the United States. All right, then. Yeah. And, and, I, and I told my friend, I said, um, you know, it's, it, you, you, you definitely haven't looked into it enough. You, you're just repeating yeah, no. talking points and he goes, yeah, you're right. I probably am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, um, his whole point was, I just don't care enough about this stuff to not just take the talking points and run with it. Right. And I said, well, dude, that's a big problem, you know? And he's well, yeah, like, because, because he just put me in a class of people that I'm definitely not. Exactly. Exactly. And. Once I explained it to him and he was like, okay, okay. But, um, so it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, and I, it's only, we're, we're, uh, I think uh, Randy from Soundwave Promotions has done a good job of keeping track of what, uh, step we're on the step, the 10 steps towards genocide. Uh, and he, every time we get to a new step, he, he lets everybody know, I think we're on step Mm -hmm. seven right now. Right. And it's exactly, it's like the othering and the separate, the, the separation, physical separation of the classes. Right. So once you other people, then you start moving them. Uh, And we're seeing that now with the weaponization of the justice department and the FBI. I mean, who, why did the FBI have to Go after the pillow guy. I mean, come on. He sells pillows, dude. The pillows. At a hearties, no less. At a heart. The dude was I trying. I just want my fucking ultimate omelet sandwich. Dude, the guy was just trying to get a, a big juicy burger in the hopes a hot chick might see him eating the burger. And, uh, you know, and it's not like his pillows are stuffed with, like, fentanyl or crack cocaine. I mean, you yeah, get the no. best night's sleep in the world. I mean. That's the yeah. special batch. <laughs> yeah. He was, a fo- he was a crackhead, let's be honest, right? He was a crackhead. Yeah. And he when you go online and you yeah. buy the elite pillows, that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> the elite package <laughs> promo code whatever <laughs> uh yeah the el chapo package oh the el chapo <laughs> package <laughs> uh the <laughs> the cartel's favorite pillow oh god um, yeah that's that's what they got they got the little sponsor symbol in the corner with the cartel symbol <laughs> someone i think it was timcast uh and i hate that i've been listening to timcast more but i ran out of shows to listen to and someone made a joke that oh he must have ripped the tags off the mattresses uh, that say do not remove, and that's why they came after him. Possible, <laughs> it's possible, but yeah, we're definitely uh, going down some uh, 
dark paths. I think it's just going to get worse leading up to November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the positive side of all of this, though, is that we're seeing the death rattle of the of the uh, left uh, as a whole, not just the Democratic Party, but the institutions and the people right. and, and the Republicans, the Uniparty, all of those guys are. I mean, uh, Lindsey Graham just came out with that uh, bill to the to the Senate to ban abortion after 15 weeks. And it's like, mm-hmm. why would you do that? You're only hurting the chances at that's the, exactly why he did it because no one he's wants an to establishment do mm-hmm. um rhino that's exactly what he is <laughs> cosmic marauder said tim's band should be called the newfound glory holes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god tim, tim, i mean shout out to tim. i mean i think i would love to be able to do what tim cast does but uh he does seem a little out of touch sometimes but it's okay uh, and just admit that you're conservative, Tim. That's all we're saying. Just admit it. We all know you're conservative. It's all good, bro. Um, so with that, uh, Janet, I got another clip of yours. This is an Instagram clip. Um, oh, let me wait for it to restart because it's just been playing. Here, let me exit out and click it again. Does it go with the last clip or is it a whole new thing? I think it's new. Yeah, it's, t- it's they're different. Ooh, we get a double whammy from the guest today. All right, here we go. Oh. I could take vitamin authentication. Oh, hold on. So I take a vitamin every morning. What if I could take vitamin authentication? What? Vitamin authentication. Look, I have one right here. Well, here, I'll let you hold it. Mm. Would you like to hold it? I'll hold it. Okay. (laughs) So this... You guys see it? This pill has a small chip inside of it with a switch. It also has what amounts to an inside-out potato battery. When you swallow it, the acids in your stomach serve as the electrolyte, and they power it up, and the switch goes on and off. And it creates an 18-bit ECG-like signal in your body, and essentially your entire body becomes your authentication token. What? Yes, this is true. Okay? Okay, but... Okay, so wait. So it's uh, it's really true. So what this means is that that becomes my first superpower. I really want the superpower. It means that my arms are like wires, my hands are like alligator clips when I touch my phone, my computer, my door, my car, I'm authenticated in. First superpower. Like I want that. So so we're not shipping that right away. Yeah, no. We're not shipping that right away. But it sounds but is it, like is it this is FDA clear? So here's the thing. This this is not science fiction. This pill is actually made by a company called Proteus, and they've developed it for medical applications. That pill has been CE stamped and cleared by the FDA. You can take 30 of those per day for the rest of your life. And then what happens? Does your heart Nothing. beat change? Does your... We can just tell that you've you... taken the pill, a tattoo that could be used for authentication. Oh. Okay, uh, I don't like anything she just said. Authentication, <laughs> uh, as in like confirming who you are. You're, they want you to take this pill to be able to touch things to confirm who you are. Is that the idea I'm getting from this? Um, the idea behind this, and and this is medical science that has existed for a while now, but not in vitamins. Um, so that's new. So um, this technology was sold to the public as this would be a good idea for people so that we know that they're compliant taking their medication. Mm. However, um, this also does a biometrical scan read on your body. So it emits uh, to an outside source 
um, your vital signs, all of your biometric data, what your body temperature is, where your geolocation is, um, the whole nine yards. Now, this is used a lot in uh, radiology procedures, like if you're having um, issues like swallowing or something, they use a radioactive one like this Mm -hmm. um and they can track it all the way down and stuff however that has been recalled by the fda multiple times for safety issues um and then the thing that i found interesting in this clip is that you know if you heard her say like your arms become wires and you know like whatever becomes clips and blah 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 um, that means that you are electromagnetically charged, mm. right? Um, your heart runs on a current, and that's why she said it's like sending an ECG wave through your body. You disrupt the current in the heart, especially taking 30 of them a day. What do you think that's going to do to your body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... Uh, yeah. This is already on the market in... Uh, Abilify that vi- as well. Yeah, that video was from 2012. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, scary stuff. So can you imagine how much farther this is 10 years later? Yes. Well, that's- and that's, that's why I wanted to bring that in because one of the most pushed drugs now for, quote, depression or uh, hallucinations, things like that, is Abilify. Um, Abilify does have the tracking in it. Wow. And guess how many doctors aren't aware of that? Probably most of them. And so you're not giving informed consent to your patients because they have no idea. And the patients have no idea that they're getting it. Do you think they're trying to keep track of a certain type of people? And that's yes, why absolutely. they, they in there? Yeah. Absolutely. And think about this. Um, think about all of the, um, I'm not going to call them false, but all the flag events, right? Mm-hmm that have happened and all of these people we find out have had some kind of uh, mental issue. They've been seen by, you know, psychologists and, and a lot of them have been seen by the same psychologist. So imagine if you have this whole entire class of people on this uh, with camera locator data um on it tracking your biometrics your body temperature the whole nine yards it can be remotely accessed um and if they've given you an electrical current to take readings of your biometrics what is that also doing to your brain waves Mm. and is that what's causing people go berserk at specific times yeah yeah um that uh, Janet, you you always freak me out. <laughs> wait, wait, I gotta tell you something else too. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> okay, so this company that manufactured it, um, at the beginning, it was called Proteus. Yeah, and I've uh, heard of them. I've heard of them. Very interesting name to choose because Proteus is a very infective intestinal bacteria that can cause. Death. So that's interesting that they named it that. Plus, Proteus is also in Greek mythology. Um, but the company didn't quite make their uh, fundraising uh, target of a hundred million or whatever the 
fuck it was. And so uh, it was bought out by, um, uh, what's a Japanese pharmaceutical company that's literally all over the world. Um, and if you go to um, the website, what is it? Otsuka. Atsuka um, Pharmaceuticals. Okay. But if you go to their website and look that up, they have some interesting partnerships and all of the stuff that they do is related to um, microchipping sensors in all of their therapies, including uh, cancer treatments. Oh, well, I'm looking See, at my this. question too is, uh, <clears throat> so if they give it in a specific pill, you might have like a specific coding to be like, this is a specific type of person. But if they start expanding it into other types of pills, Correct. they could take a demographic on what type of person takes Correct. that pill and they could have everybody yeah, divided by groups. And, and like I said, this, this company technology. is working with um, cancer treatments and they're also doing uh, anything neurological, cancer, and related to the kidneys. Uh, and so that's a very wide swath of population, and most of the transplant that take place are kidney transplants. Hmm. And so um, these sensors are like the size of a grain of rice. Um, and so if you don't know that you're taking it, obviously you can't give consent. But I want to throw this in there, too, this new EO that Biden just released. Oh, yeah. Uh, does away with informed consent if you read it very very closely with all this new uh bioengineered uh people technology and whatever uh it it allows for not getting consent from patients yeah in the in the name of public health and safety yeah uh that that executive order is was kind of eerie to read it was like we need mm -hmm. to uh genetically engineer uh people and exactly things. from a cellular level all the way up yeah so we can program every what's cell in, in the your white body. house right now is a bioengineered booby <laughs> booby <laughs> booby bobby booby booby baby booby um real quick in know, the chat uh, we have a charlie's talked about it too um they intentionally they could be intentionally trying to change people just a little bit so mm -hmm. that they can at that point like own the rights to that person because they're not right. technically like like, like Monsan person anymore. the precedent and, for that yeah, was the exactly. monsanto and that's the point behind yeah. the mrna technology is because it it does significantly change your dna even though they claimed at first it wouldn't i knew better because hello i went to school for that shit um and so because that is a bioengineered thing, you are no longer, um, hey, Tammy, uh, you are no longer uh, you. Yeah. You're a product. Yeah. Uh, so the starting point at that too, like, do you think that they would make something where it essentially says that you have no rights or do you think they would play it off of a loophole as long as they could saying that you have no rights and they can do whatever they want to you? Like, oh, you think exactly. They try to control it right away That's exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. No, they would completely use the loophole. They would hide that for as long as as humanly possible. Because think of the uprising that would happen if if everybody was aware of that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Real quick in the chat, and we can keep talking on this subject because I find it fascinating. Um. 
uh, Cosmic Marauder said, who's applauding? We need to know. <laughs> exactly. From that video, yeah. I'd like to know too. Brody said, it's like an internal vibrator. All of us men will soon be, soon be gone. Exactly. Uh, Tammy <laughs> asks, is it in the vax? It's entirely possible. With technology, things just get smaller and smaller. Correct. Uh, Brody said that chick used to be part of DARPA. Um, yes. Regina E. Dugan. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's apparently a bad lady. Um, yes. And then... Uh, User has been banned for naughty words. Love that. He says they've been using every tactic they have researched since 1910 when they started mapping the brain. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, this all started in, I think the, the Supreme court case, or maybe it wasn't a Supreme court case, but the court case uh, regarding Monsanto deck, I want to say decades ago at this point that said, if you genetically alter a organism like a seed, um, right. then, then, and then you own that, you own the patent to that seed. And so That's absolutely if you, correct. that, that laid the foundation for anything genetically, uh, modified yes. even slightly, um, then becomes a patent, a patentable. That is exactly uh, what that EO was about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank goodness Side it's only, I want to mention is that, uh, they got, they own that specific plant now, right? So right. Monsanto also used that as an excuse to shut down other people's farms because Correct. what would happen is birds, they eat stuff, they would drop these seeds on other farms, yeah. they would go into these farms, look for their stuff, and then they'd sue that these little farms so that they right. couldn't even stay open, and that's how they started taking over the land. So I just want to add that one. No, that's you're true, right. because you're right. there was a movie done about that. Um, Dennis Quaid was in that movie. We watched yeah, that not yeah. too terribly long ago. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's super fucked. It's super and, fucked. And think about this, too. Okay, so she was talking about this on a vitamin level right um and and how oh that's a superpower imagine the marketing campaign for like flintstone vitamins (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you too the kids yeah you too can be a superhero Mm -hmm. at that point they just change it to marvel (laughs) they didn't little marvel flintstones Mm -hmm. or dc ones yeah, and uh, I'm I'm posting this in the chat right now, but uh, it reminds me of uh, the whole thing, of, like you said, Shane, of like one seed gets dropped into another crop, and mm-hmm. then that crop becomes corrupted, and then they own that that uh, field or whatever. We heard about this vaccine shedding right. uh, a while back, and it, it still makes me nervous. Um, but, I mean, I've seen multiple conflicting reports on it from people in our community as well. Um, but if, if the same kind of principle can be applied so let's say your vaccine uh sheds to me whether i got it or not does that mean now that i am uh, a genetic genetically modified organism i that might be a stretch but i think the it's an interesting principle to apply then to uh medical treatments not just seeds and gmos mm-hmm. i mean if that was a more so going to be a thing i'd see it as like somebody that has a vaccine they have kids or whatever, they become genetically altered where they're not like considered a person anymore. Their kid right off the bat would already have that DNA. So intentionally, as long as they got at least half of the parents out of mm-hmm. each relationship, they right. would theoretically own the whole next generation of people. Right. So they probably keep it quiet till it's two generations down. Exactly. And then, boom, we've owned all of you. None of you have had rights for over 75 you know, years. years. For 75 yeah. years after all the uh, Pfizer data is released. Yeah. Oh God, I hate that. But I just want to say too um on this on this front of this video um like i said this this has been used for quite a while now in in radiology okay 
and cancer treatments. So think about like if you know anybody that has had um, the radioactive um, pellets put in for prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, no, not, pro- okay. not for prostate. Um, they have, they look like seeds, okay, that they implant uh, in your prostate to like sh- shrink the cancer. Um, so anyway, they have been putting this chip technology into hydrogel, uh, which Dr. Judy Mikovits talks about the hydrogel being an issue because they can do hydrogel band-aids or, you know, whatever. Um, but they have been using this technology in hydrogel to treat uh, cancer patients to put it between like um like the rectal wall and, you know, whatever. And anyway, um, on the FDA's website, they have had a lot of papers that were published on this um, on PubMed because of the very toxic side effects from these um, little sensors. And the sensors, hold on, I got to tell you what it used to be called. Because <clears throat> it's very, very difficult to find unless you know what the hell you're looking for. Bear with me a second. Yeah, you're good. while you looked that up, um, in that video, she even at the end, very end, it cut off. Uh, she was even mentioning like a tattoo yes. as a verification method, like a barcode or something like that. Yes. And where have we seen that before, people? Uh, uh, <laughs> Bill Gates working with Luciferis, which is also very toxic mm-hmm. uh, to humans. In the right quantity. Oh, so this, uh, I was going to tell you this too. This, um, this, uh, um, Atsuka pharmaceutical company, um, there's a, it's called a, uh, violation tracker. Um, there's a website called violation tracker that you can look up to see how many, um, violations of their patents or, uh, public release of information, things like that. So, just in government contracting related offenses so far to date, and this was as of 2019, so imagine how much this has gone up since then. 115874895 dollars just in government contract violations alone. Okay, so then there's like a whole shit ton more healthcare related offenses is 400 million um, employer related offenses. There's all kinds of shit on there. Um, there um, this um, what you were talking about with the, you know, the basically the, her, her premise was like, oh, we'll be able to tell like if you take your meds or not or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Um, there was a, another video recently. I want to say it was. Uh, someone from the World Health Organization or maybe a, a Pfizer executive uh, at the World Economic Forum was talking about how um, the uh, a similar technology, right? To be the able to chips, yeah. the chips that yeah. everyone will have. And he said, uh, <laughs> "We shall implant them all in you." And but his his uh, it, it was disgusting how he said it. He said, "Think of the compliance." Not think exactly. of how many people we'll save or how good this will be. It's like think of the compliance we'll have with Correct. people. And that, I mean, I think that's what this is all about. It's just that's what this technology is. It's built for compliance. That was the thing. And so, um, if you have a patient, and, and think about this logically, right? If you have a patient that is 
supposedly mentally unstable that's not taking their pills because they're mentally not stable. They're obviously not going to take this tracker pill either because they're mentally unstable. This is not designed for that. If you think about this rationally, this pill is going to be something other than what they're selling. It is a complete and total compliance thing because they have remote control of this pill and what it does in your system. Jesus. I mean, I got a kind of an out there theory to go with it, but uh, so <laughs> if they're doing this technology where they're adding things in your body like this and they can totally change your body, like they could, if they had enough in it, you could, they could probably stop your heartbeat theoretically right. if they wanted to, it, or they could absolutely. keep going if they wanted to. Absolutely. So then you almost get into this uh, like sci-fi theory where it's almost like, if you guys have ever seen the movie In Time, where mm-hmm. they could theoretically start it off where it's small stuff where you know, people don't really notice that it's building up in their body. And then once it gets to a certain point, you know, it might be actually keeping their body going. Or if they don't have it, then, you know, their body might shut in, down. Or in they can time just stop with, their uh, with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. But what I was going to say is they have the time on their arm. Like that could theoretically become like the currency if they further things like this, because if you already have like stuff like that inside <laughs> your body, they could easily project a number onto your arm. And right. then if you don't take your pills, you know, your time will start to go down. If you don't do this, your time will start to go down. So well, like you were saying, social credit score. This whole, yeah. Yeah. Theory of control, because then at a certain point, anybody that has this in their body, they could just shut you off at any point. Like if you're a criminal, boom, shut it down. No hard. Well, call it exactly. Day. And, and, um, Like back in 2020, I did a show on this on uh, Gates's proposed COVID pass. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was the same kind of thing where they built in um, not only your financial stuff and, and all of your biometric information, your medical records. And if you were on like house arrest, this tracks you. So you don't have to wear an ankle monitor and they can stop you. So think about this. These things are electrified. And she made that very clear in the video. Mm -hmm. I did not make that up. That came out of her mouth. So these things are electrified. These are little, many directed energy weapons. Oh, I was going to say, they could internally tase you with them if you had enough of a buildup of it inside your body. Because they would connect to make a bigger circuit throughout your body if they're in different locations throughout your intestines and stuff. 100%. Using your own. I mean, <laughs> she and said. And the medication is going to go to different organs in your body depending on what kind of medication they put that in. So like Abilify crosses the blood-brain barrier. And so it goes directly through that barrier into the brain so it controls all the electrical activity in your brain well even when i was on ssris um i i remember like if i missed a day or even when i was like really getting off of them right it was a very electrical sensation like if i missed a day or something i'd feel like brain zaps like i literally felt like someone was going on my brain cattle prod yeah and it was Mm -hmm. it was terrifying yeah and you don't like uh, it was just SSRI, so I don't know if it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they've even come out with studies like very recently that the whole chemical imbalance narrative it's was nonsense. Bullshit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, so that makes me think. Well, and I I just look at like the people that I'm around all the time, a bunch of liberal arts students, and they're all on these medications, and so they're right. just it's a mind. And I was there, so I get it. Like it's a mind control thing. It's. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it it it, it goes back to the days of electroshock therapy, like uh, Clockwork That's Orange, exactly. where they just like mm-hmm. bzz, 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 you know take your medicine, bzz, take your sh- take your pills, bzz. right? And it's uh, it was awful. And when getting off of those things, literally, was like the hardest thing I've ever done. Right. Um, and it, people get very 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 ill from those or even withdrawals. Like if you don't have it. Oh, for, I got very you know, sick a for day weeks. or two because you run out of your script and your doctor. That was the sickest I've ever been. It destroyed my immune system. I got yeah. mono right. getting off of them. I got, that's how weak my immune system. I was so weak that I got terribly ill, bedridden. I couldn't move. It was, and I wanted to kill myself more than I ever had before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. it's uh, That's the trick, though. They got to mess up your brain and make it so that right. you think you're better off with them. So it's brainwashing you even in that aspect that right. you think that you're going to be like that forever. And it's more so just like that whole trying to get over the addiction more so than anything. But I mean, some of these chemicals will permanently fuck up your brain. We'll right. never be able to rebalance its brain chemistry again. And when you're on those medications, what it does is depress your emotions. Mm-hmm. And so 99.9% of the people that take those medications are like zombified. Oh, yeah. What an easier way to control the population. And there has been such a huge increase in the amount of people that they prescribe them to literally for freaking anything. anything. Yeah. That's because they, they're normalizing mental illness because they want right. to get everybody in control. So that's why a couple, right. you know, 10 years ago, they were trying to actually figure out the root of the problem. They didn't want to give you medication. They did it as a last right. call. Now they look for any excuse Everybody. to give you medicine. Mm-hmm. And it's, you can see how intentional it is now. And it's all about control, like most things. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Janet, thanks for scaring me. Um, uh, I'm going <laughs> to, this is, Ooh, no, this I is my job. I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up. This is stuff that is, uh, needs to be talked about. And clearly everybody mm-hmm. in the chat knows that, uh, that this is the the narrative and this is what what the plan is um but with that let's you want to move to your final uh, little news bit here it's just a tweet and i think it's hilarious yes. <laughs> and it's so fit with like when we first got on here before we started the show like what you said and i was like oh i really want to say something but i'm not going to <laughs> here we go it says this is from buzzfeed <laughs> pennsylvania senate candidate john fetterman is apologizing to his supporters after accidentally urinating on a female staffer at a campaign event on Tuesday. Uh, have you accidentally have urinated on somebody? <laughs> I understand accidentally <laughs> urinating. Because, uh, I mean, we all have uh, peed ourselves a little bit I at one point or another. Before, yes. uh-huh. But to accidentally pee on somebody else is, I, I, I would love to know, like, what height he was at. Was he on a stage? Um, what, what kind of angle was his body at? How did this happen? Um, he wasn't obeying the six foot rule, you know? Oh my goodness. And this guy, (laughs) this John Fetterman guy, I mean, he's trying to be like, he's a, he's a work. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. He's trying to be like the people's people. Like he never wears a dress shirt or anything. He just wears a fucking hoodie with his man tits Mm -hmm. that you can clearly see. Um, (laughs) and it's, but he's dumb. He's dumb as a rock. I've heard him talk and he's like, he, he can't. And the dude's stroking out too. Like he's had what yeah, two strokes already. So I'm sure he's super uh, healthy. Um, he's taken all of his uh, medications and medical treatments that he's uh, been told to take. And he's just a clown. But Jan, do you have any more information on how he peed on accidentally <laughs> peed on somebody? <laughs> I was gonna ask my uh, lovely two male friends here. Okay. <laughs> how? 
Is that possible? Because okay. <laughs> I'm very scientifically minded. However, I cannot figure out unless maybe he had one of these sensor devices. I'm just looking at some of the replies. <laughs> and you know, This is like all over Twitter today. And it is the funniest shit I have ever seen in my life. And I'm just curious, like how, how this occurs. I mean, I have like laughed and peed before or coughed and peed before or something, but I've never actually peed on another human being while doing it. And especially not a coworker. Um, So I'm just curious, uh, like if your penis (laughs) ever goes out of control, I know as a kid, like does it on its own. As a kid, we used to have like contests to see how far we could pee. Mm-hmm. Right, like we'd sit, sit, stand in the backyard and like. How long's your laser? Yeah, like we could. I <laughs> yeah, mean, I could shoot exactly. like fourteen feet at one point. That's I a boy was. Thing. I had a yeah. heavy flow as a young boy. I could just fucking. Shh. And uh, so, but the thing is, it, you had to try, right? And even when I was grow, like a really little kid, and I was getting potty trained, not just sitting on the potty peeing, but like standing up and peeing. Uh, mm-hmm. My my mom and my aunt would put. Uh, Cheerios in the toilet. Yes, to aim at. To aim, right? So it's a a great potty training advice. It's a skill. Like your where how you pee is is a trainable skill, and it it does take practice. It does take uh, endurance to be able to, uh, and a strong prostate to be able to uh, (laughs) to shoot far, right? Um, So I'd like to. I don't. I just need more details. How close was she? Um, that's why I said, was he above was her? Was it a she? I don't know if it was it a she. It says female staffer. It said, I think it's female staffer. Ooh. Oh, it does say female staffer. See, the okay. only way that I could feel like it would logically make sense is if somebody was either underneath him or they're somehow in a bathroom together because oh, any other way, the guy had to have had his pants off because even if you piss full blast, it's hitting pants first before it goes anywhere. So it's going straight down. Yeah, so his dick had to have been out, right? Unless Out, he was or maybe she was below him. I, I could see maybe like a long. Blo- did you say below or blowing him? <laughs> <Both. No. laughs> I could L- see like, like a long he was on a balcony or something. Like I don't know, man. I could see like a long hug. Oh, that was the best. You ever go on a roof and pee off a roof? Man, you had some <laughs> yeah. some distance. But I I could Y'all see. Are the, lucky. I wish I could pee off a roof just once. Oh, just I mean, one. you could try. I've you seen women use. I get a shiwi, I suppose. <laughs> I've seen you women do use a backwards it. crab walk. <laughs> I've seen women use a, a urinal before. It's not hard. Uh, but the only I'm gonna try that. reason I could see with his pants, with his dick in his pants, is maybe perhaps like a long embrace, right? Like maybe he was hugging someone and, or laughing or something, and someone came up and hugged him, and a little bit of the wetness seeped from his pants to her uh, her pants and uh, – Got a Wouldn't you wet. know to let go though? As soon as you had a little dribble, but but maybe he was so caught up in the moment. I'm trying to give this guy the benefit of the doubt because um, I'm just I'm just it, it doesn't make sense unless your dick because if 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 this is the case, he peed on a female staffer. I need to know that that means his dick had to have been out right. And right. why wasn't the That's headline? Man, ex, a candidate exposes himself to female staffer and pees on her. It's just pees on her so maybe she didn't see it so that's why i'm thinking maybe he was on a balcony um maybe he was drunk after a campaign event and stumbled out of the hotel and she was downstairs smoking a (laughs) cigarette talking to the other like saying man i fucking hate this guy but the money's good and uh he just lets one out and um 
Yeah, I don't know. This is a fascinating one, Janet. You really drive by peeing. Thank you. That was the first thing I saw today. And I was like, I know this is not a clip, but it was so funny. And I'm Googling all over the place today, right? Not Google, but, uh, you know, I was trying to find a a video of him apologizing. So I'm looking literally all day long. You would not believe the amount of videos about peeing that came up. And (laughs) you said something, you know, before we started the show about peeing in a cup. Um, There's a story about a candidate that was uh, on a Zoom call that was peeing in a cup or something like that. (laughs) There's another... A uh, candidate that's running for office that's requesting everybody in the state send him pee samples. Don't know why. Um, and then I ran across a very interesting story where because fertilizer is so high now, they have this earth project something where people collect like gallons of their own urine and take it to this place that processes it for farmers to put on their crops. Yeah, I mean, I I piss on my garden. I think it's not not a bad idea. Um, so <laughs> there's all kinds of pee stories yeah. in the news today. I'm I, like, what the world? It's a piss kind of day. Um, when I <laughs> when I used to take long drives back and forth to college, it was like a 16 hour drive. Uh, I had mastered uh, solo trips, uh, only stopping for gas, right? And I had planned out. Okay, I know I can get this far. And stop at this gas station, get gas in a in a snack, and then I can go this far, get gas in a snack. Uh, no stops for pee, right? I was like, I need to get there in one day, and I had mastered the art of cruise control, leaning the seat back, kind of sitting up a little bit, and peeing into like a Gatorade bottle or like a large Sonic cup or something like that. Um, and it it actually like it's a, I'm proud of my ability to be able to do that. Um, I'm jealous of your ability to do that. Except, Girls can't do that. Ex- I've, I've Gatorade seen bottles are the savior. Those are like the perfect, like, you can actually get it in there to go. Yes. As <laughs> no a kid, flashback. as a kid, you could pee in a Coke bottle, you know, the narrow mouth Coke bottle. But, you know, once you get a little bigger, it's hard to do that. Uh, but one time I did pee into a, a, a cup. I had ordered a doctor. I think I've told the story on this show before, but I had gotten a Dr. Pepper in a, in a large, like foam cup. And, um, you know, it had been watered down for a while. So it looked a little yellow. Right. Uh, so I finished it and then I, I peed in it and I was almost to my destination. I was like at the final, I was at the final light, uh, sitting in the car and I was like, (laughs) it was so hot. I was like, man, I'm thirsty. And I picked up this cup and I drank it and it was my own piss. And I was like, God damn it. And I just took it like a champ. And But I was the worst part wasn't that I did that. It's that I was almost home. Like I was less than a minute away from being to the destination. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's not a... <laughs> did you hurl afterwards? Uh, no, it, but it was also in the middle of summer. So that it got really hot. Like it was hotter than a hot piss, you know. Uh, it was brutal. I didn't hurl. I just took a little sip and just... Uh, yeah, as a user who has been banned for naughty words, he says Bear Grylls that shit. Yeah, I watched Bear Grylls drink his own urine from a snake, people, okay? If he can do it, I can take a little swig from my uh, Sonic cup. <laughs> I was going to say, at least it's sterile. That's right. It's uh, sterile, and I like the taste. <laughs> so with that, we shall move to uh, my clip. I've got two clips tonight. Let me pull this one up um, real quick. 
and oh crap it did that thing where it started already uh and speaking of piss i'm gonna piss while this clip plays and then we'll discuss it and then we'll get into my second clip that i have shout out to expanding reality i actually chatted with this guy about this clip uh he does a great show i believe his name brandon thomas oh yeah he's uh, a sweetheart he's the best and he's brandon. been killing it with his instagram content lately so let me get this clip going i'll pee and i'll be right back his name is Michael Hastings. Armed only with my family tree and my increasing obsession with the subject, I went to tell the man who should be King Michael I the good news. To realise how daft this might look. I knew he was in town. I'd phoned him from Britain and told him we were looking into the descendants of the Plantagenets. But otherwise, King Michael was in the dark. Twelve thousand miles, two and a half days, and a lot of jet lag, and uh, I'm finally here. And to be honest, I'm not quite sure how to play this. I mean, if someone turned up on your doorstep and said, "Excuse me, do you know that you're the King of England?" You'd be a bit surprised, wouldn't you? Particularly if they had uh, a director with them and a sound man and a cameraman. So I think what I'll do is I'll. Uh, just talk to him about some of the facts first of all, relax him a bit and then uh, hit him with the uh, real import of what we've got to say at the end. G'day. Hello, uh, Michael. Yes, come on you. I'm Tony Robinson. This, Hello, is, Tony. How are you? this is our camera crew. Come on, come on in. Thank you. Would you walk? Uh, not from England. Michael, the reason that we've come over is that we've been doing a lot of research on the Plantagenets, of which you are... Uh, one, yes. A very distinguished very, one. Very, yeah, very, very distinct one, too. Just looking at the, the top bit. See, the... Crap. I, I come back and I click His on something. His name is Michael. Anyway, did y'all get the, the gist of it? Yeah, that the, there's an actual different... King of England. Yeah, sorry, I I didn't I I got back and I tried to click away from that thing and I changed the link and then I didn't want to make you guys rewatch the video. So uh, that guy was a, he's a guy in Australia that uh, didn't know necessarily he might have been king, but uh, he had told he's been told he was a Plantagenet, which the Plantagenets like were like the original king uh, line of England back in like the you know before the Magna Carta and all that stuff. So. Mm -hmm. Um, that, and that guy was, seemed pretty humble. He was like, oh, cool. I'm, I must be the king or whatever it is. Um, uh, so real quick, I just want to get quick thoughts on that before I jump into my next clip, which might get a little wild. Is that, uh, does your second one connect with this one? Yes, it does connect. It's the same topic. Sorry. Did I cut off too soon? Did y'all not get enough information? I can go back and restart. I'm sorry. I clicked away and it, it I hate the Instagram view. <laughs> Reels, it just can't. got to the point where it started to like explain the like ancestry and how he was. So I don't know if there's anything else important past okay, that. Let just me, explaining uh, like well, how he is exactly. Let's. Uh, I'll, I just don't want to play the clip audio. So when it gets to that point, I'll I'll turn the audio back on. Um, but yeah, so the, we all know the queen just died, right? Now there's who? What King Charles the Third is the new king. Um, and so this whole top, I think we even talked about the queen on the last episode, but this whole topic of uh, the queen, the king, the the monarchy, how it all works, I think it's super fascinating. 
And because you watch like Game of Thrones, right? And there's so many people making claims to the throne, claims to that seat, to that title. So what, why isn't that happening now, right? So, okay, here's the video. It's going to come back on all the screen. 12,000 miles. Oh, what? His oh, name. my God, it restarted. <laughs> well, I was going to point out something while you're, you're trying to figure that out. He's going to play the next one. His name yeah. is my. Go ahead. I go guess ahead. it's part of like a Mandela effect, but shout out to One Thumb L. Uh, she was talking about how she remembers there being a thing where like the guy who's what's I don't know, whatever the current prince or the current king of England um, couldn't actually become the king because of a divorce or something like that that happened. And now he is the king. So I don't know. Just she was talking about it as like a Mandela effect. Huh. There were some people that remember that he said that he could never become the king because of, I believe they said it was that he got a divorce at a certain point. And then there's another side of people that don't remember that at all. So I'm kind of curious what your guys' opinions are on it because I never really followed the royal family too heavy. So I'm not sure either way, I but I still kind of found it interesting. All right. So I'll, I'll start the clip back up where we left off. Um, to be honest, I'm not quite sure how to play this. I mean, if someone turned up on your doorstep and said, excuse me, do you know that you're the King of England? You'd be a bit surprised, wouldn't you? Particularly if they had uh, a director with them and a sound man and a cameraman. So I think what I'll do is I'll uh, just talk to him about some of the facts first of all, relax him a bit and then uh, hit him with the uh, real import of what we've got to say at the end. Good day. Hello. Uh, Good Michael, day. Good Tony Robinson. This is, Tony. How are you? This is our camera crew. Come on. Come on in. Thank you. Well, you walk. Uh, enough from England, then. Michael, the reason that we've come over is that we've been doing a lot of research on the Plantagenets, of which you are... Uh, one, yes. A very distinguished Very, very, yeah, a very distinguished one, too. Just looking at the, the top bit, the kings of England, starting with Henry II and mm -hmm. further back, right to William the Conqueror and beyond that to Alfred the Great. Was I went over the now familiar pattern. Wars of the Roses, Clarence, Henry Tudor, and of course the missing link in the royal chain. All of that's okay, except that we now believe that Edward IV was himself illegitimate which means that Elizabeth was illegitimate, Henry VII was illegitimate anyway, so this whole Tudor dynasty mm -hmm. is built on a lie. Mm. It means that you mm. are the rightful king of England. Well, there you are. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Bloody awful, I don't know. <laughs> Bit of a shock, isn't it? <laughs> Bit of a shock. Has it ever crossed your mind before? No, it hasn't, actually. But you knew you were a Plantagenet. Well, uh, yes, I just said, oh, yeah, well, you go back so far and you're somewhere along the line, you're a Plantagenet, you know. But I didn't think it would work. Uh, well, I didn't know anything about this, this bit, the illegitimacy bit. Yeah. He's got his own oh, chart. Wow. It turned out that Michael also had a family tree. He wants to check my research, which luckily seemed to match completely. Well, there's, 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 there's Theophilus. Yeah, 1729 to 1789. And then he had a, a, a son and a daughter, Francis. They were all there. Margaret the Martyr, Lady Flora, our gambling Henry X, as well as Michael's nearer relatives. She'd have been Edith I. Twelve counties, yeah. Then... That's my great-grandmother. That's your great-grandmother. That's your mother, 
Barbara. Barbara. Barbara, Barbara Huddleston and me hasty. Barbara would have been Barbara the first. And she died last year. Strictly speaking, Michael isn't Mr. Hastings. He's a peer of the realm. You are an earl yourself, aren't you? Yes. All right, we can stop it there. Um, so, yeah, so the the whole royal line is is fuckety. It's, it's a little mm -hmm. weird. Um, and... I went, so when I saw this clip from Expanded Realities uh, with uh, Brandon, I messaged him. I was like, dude, have you heard of this other guy who claims to be the king of England? He was like, no, who are you talking about? I was like, I can't remember his name. Let me look it up, and I'll, I'll get back to you. So uh, in preparation for the show tonight, I found the, the guy I was talking about, and let me pull it up here real quick. Uh, so there's another guy who actually makes a claim to the throne, and it's very fascinating. The guy's name is... Uh, Greg Johnson Hallett, uh, mm -hmm. otherwise known as King John the Third, and right. he came out uh like 2019, 2020 on like the the mainstream at least in our circles, and uh very fascinating guy. He kind of connects everything, uh, kind of like to a biblical standpoint. A lot of prophecy, a lot of right. um, the Holy Grail, the Holy Grail, a lot of weird stuff. But I just wanted to play a little bit of this guy. Um, and then, uh, I mean, there's a whole documentary, but they never really explain like, okay, why do you think this? So it was hard to find a clip of this guy that wasn't in a four hour, you know, video. So I'll just play this little bit here. Hold um, on. Before you play it, um, shout out to Brody. He said he looked up that whole, uh, King queen thing. And it says that he, that the queen allowed the remarriage. So that was a thing. And then she allowed the remarriage. So if anybody ah, was curious where that, okay. where that landed, that's where, that's where it was. Right, and the so, queen was also you. married to Brody. at one point. Yeah. Shout out to Brody Bruce, secret squirrel podcast. Check him out. Um, and the, I did a show on, on this guy. Oh, you did. So you know really who I'm talking long about time ago <laughs> on uh, conspiracy or just a coincidence. Yeah. Jack Allen. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So you, you might know a little bit. So let me play this a little bit and then maybe you could uh, give a little more concise breakdown than what this is. So here we go. We were all a bit nervous shooting what possibly could be the biggest story of the 21st century. So when he arrived, I thought I'd go straight in for the question that was on everyone's minds. You rolling? Yeah. With this ascension to the throne and the current situation with the coronavirus, is this all tied in with this internal battle in the USA? Internal battles everywhere. It is the fulfillment of prophecy. The Jews have this prophecy where they have to destroy Europe before the Messiah comes. And Messiah just means someone whose earlier works are followed later. And all of these words have definitions like Lord, Christ, Messiah, Mashiach. Mashiach's born on a certain day during Rosh Hashanah after seven years of certain events, which just happened to be my birthday and the time of my birth, which makes me king of Israel. Now, Israel's supposed to be run by a temple, not a government. So in acknowledgement of me being Mashiach, Israel has not been able to form a government in the last 17 months. So is this all tied in with what you have to do as well? Absolutely, absolutely. And we've been working on this since 1988. I've been working on it since 1980. It's just a normal life. I grew up in New Zealand. Then when I was five and a half, 
King George VI and Queen Elizabeth II's doctor called Sergeant Surgeon. He came out to New Zealand, invited my father to share his sheep, and on Sunday we went for cold meat sandwiches, sitting on my father's knee, and he said, why don't you take your son down to see King George VI's son in Rotorua? So I did that, and my father dropped me off. He was in there, then he left, and I had a private audience with King George VI's son, George Fitzratima, who was actually King George VII. And that was on the 10th of July, 1967. And at the same time, they changed the New Zealand currency from British pounds and pence to New Zealand dollars and cents. But they retained the old coin called a crown and kept it in New Zealand until 1971 in use, right? So symbolically, they were saying that the crown is retained in New Zealand. Um, There were signs and symbols all the way through. So if we go back a bit to the coins, from the 23rd of April 1968, nine and a half months after my meeting with King George VI's son, natural biological son, the coin started to appear Elizabeth II Greg. And that went on, that was first on the 5p coin, actually before decimalization. And then it was last on the two pound coin on the 10th of June 1998. And that was 11,011 days apart. And 11 means the letter M. And this is where he starts getting into the numerology, the symbolism and stuff. So uh, just kind of comparing these two guys. One clearly has an agenda, um, and but never actually discusses, uh, at least in this the clips that I watched, this Gregory guy never actually discusses the the what what is it the genealogy of why he might have a, a, a claim. Um, whereas the other guy is like, oh, I guess I am. I'm a Plantagenet, but I guess I didn't know I was the the rightful uh, heir to the throne. <clears throat> so, uh, Janet, what are your thoughts on this guy? He's a he's a, to me, he seems like a little bit of a goofball, but also uh, fascinating. He as in the later on in the documentary, he goes into like the whole Christ uh, thing, mm-hmm. the prophecies. So, what what are your thoughts based on if you can remember? Uh, oh my gosh, that was so long ago, but. Um, he actually petitioned uh, Trump and um, several other uh, nations leaders back in 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. 2019, I think, because uh, it was before like the real big COVID stuff hit anyway, um, you know, and had DNA documentation, quote, proof um, of his lineage. And it had something to do with, um, uh, what was it? Um, Queen, um, oh my God, Queen Anne, I think it was Queen Anne. Um, and her, her husband, she also had a lover or something in the, and I can't remember what the lover's name was, but it was like a sir something or other. But anyway, uh, that is what his lineage came from. And they had like, you know, a, a special family crest. So he actually had stuff in his possession to prove at the time when we did a show on this, like uh, lineage claims and things like that. And he went through and explained, you know, um, Queen Anne like had her own, her own, you know, children or child or whatever, but uh, like the child died or something like that. And anyway, they, they hid this guy away and 
whatever, but he actually did petition for people to recognize recognize that he really was the actual uh, king of England, that they had, you know, um, the uh, royal family had actually not been of royal bloodline and that they had overtaken the rightful heirs to the throne mm-hmm. or whatever. And well, and this goes back to like before world war one, when yeah. all the Royal families of, of Europe pretty much were all related. They were all cousins yes. or brothers or yeah. whatever. I mean, that's what world war one was, was just a bunch of cousins duking right. it out with each other. You had the, the Russians are mm-hmm. the German uh, chancellor and the King of England were literally all blood cousins related Mm -hmm. and they were just having a dick swinging contest. And that was world war one. And, uh, I mean, that's how, but that's how Royal families secured their power was marrying off, uh, sons and daughters to other Royal Mm -hmm. families. And then everybody's just in on it. Um, and so, but, but it's fascinating the whole tutor aspect, like the, the tutors were kind of wild. And then after world, during world war one, the, they, I believe they were the, the what was the before they were the Windsors, the royal family they were a, they had a German last name, right? Because um, there was German lineage that had married into that line, and they merged like two bloodlines or mm-hmm. something. I can't remember. And so during the world after during or after World War One, they changed their name literally, just changed their last name to the Windsors to sound mm-hmm. more British. Right. Uh, when really they were German <laughs> descendants. Correct. And yeah. so that's, I mean, just that in itself could be a claim for illegitimacy to the Windsor line. Yes. Um, and so I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't expect a whole lot of, st- I mean, this is a guy you got to do a whole lot of research on. I just thought it was right. fascinating. I thought it was timely. Um, obviously this was came out in 2020 and that's when everyone was talking about it because as he mentions at some point in the video, like the royal family went into hiding during COVID. Like yes. you didn't see the queen for almost two years until recently uh, yeah. she came out. And people, people um, like at the start of, you know, I think it was 2019. I'm thinking that's what it was. But they were actually putting um, like signs up at the palace. Mm-hmm. Different um, seals. The the crest on the on the palace gates was removed for a while, and you know, so there was some weird shit going on while this guy's trying to, you mm-hmm. know, petition all these countries to recognize him as the bloodline, and uh, so researching this guy is is a very interesting thing because. Um, he talks about like the Holy Grail, not in the sense of people think it's a chalice, but the Holy Grail is actually the bloodline of Christ. Mm-hmm. And their family crest is the bloodline of Christ. Yeah, because um, I mean, the not in the Bible, but the scholars and historians say that Jesus was married and had right. children. Right. Um, not to say that he wasn't the savior, but he his life was a little different that from the Bible that yes, he was married. He did have kids. Mm -hmm. And also what this guy says is that during the, Mm -hmm. the Napoleonic wars after the battle of Waterloo, the the Royal family was basically bankrupt. Um, And the, at the time the Rothschilds banking family was the largest, uh, they were the wealthiest people in all of Europe. And so they essentially sold the Royal family sold the, the birthright, um, 
or the, their bloodline to the Rothschilds mm-hmm. um, in order to get b- essentially bailed out and get money right. back after the war with France. And so uh, it, from that point on, the Rothschilds were either uh, inbreeding themselves with the royal family or inserting people who they wanted into the bloodline to gain control of the the empire right. because at the time it was a global empire they were huge they were wealthy right. but the family itself was broke after the war and so that's that's what this guy says and i think that that makes sense right we know the rothschilds oh, have funded have funded sense. both sides of the war since the napoleonic times um shane what are your thoughts <laughs> he's like <laughs> oh. just throw me into it there i was just listening to what you're saying oh then go point. ahead then, then shut up janet keep talking <laughs> No, but honestly, though, my thought on it is that obviously just like most most things, like history is kind of rewritten by the victor. So, like, I'm sure that before modern time, like the bloodlines have changed multiple times. Different people have been placed in. They've killed off a family, rewrote the history kind of thing. Um, and I mean, that could have been done anyways intentionally because like you were saying, you had a lot of inbreeding because people were cousins of cousins. Mm -hmm. So at a certain point, I mean, all the families could have teamed up and been like, all right, we're done with this family because they're getting on our nerves. We're going to replace them with a new family and tell them another new bloodline. So who knows how many times it's been switched out. So I feel like there's probably a lot of legitimate heirs to a lot of thrones out in the world because of this. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. a matter of chasing the right bloodlines, you know? Right. And if you think about um, like how many claims of um, sexual assault, you know, have been leveled against the palace and multiple, you know, heirs uh, in the palace and whatnot, you know, think about how many uh, children and I'm sure everybody knows the story about you know, the, the picnic celebration that they had years ago and, uh, the queen took 10 of the children from this picnic and then they were never seen again. Mm -hmm. Um, they found, uh, dead bodies on the estate grounds before and the whole nine yards that were women. Um, so to Shane's point, absolutely. There are probably literally hundreds, if not thousands of of heirs but you would never in a million years get them to admit that because that would be um mixing with you know low society people well they even kicked out harry because he dated a a light-skinned they're very they're very 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 racist very and it's but it's all about the bloodline right uh and that's where it gets wild the purity of the bloodline and if you think back to um like margaret sanger wanting to you know sterilize uh, black people they were and have been for decades and decades into uh, eugenics and stuff because they consider the black population unclean. And that's not, you know, me stating something that isn't true. That is, that is their thing. And that's what, you know, Mm -hmm. when Megan came into the thing, the queen had such a huge problem with that because they don't like the mixed race and the, the bloodline thing also ties into <clears throat> i think like a, a, mid, a elementary school girl like this was years ago she ended up tying uh finding out that like pretty much all but one of the u.s presidents are blood relatives correct They're, and and 
and they all go back to a royal bloodline of England. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so that's just, you know, that you know, are we still controlled by England? Probably. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's just, my, go ahead, Shane. Oh, I was going to say my other question too, is that if the bloodlines have changed multiple times, all of these people could be claiming, you know, the right to the heir or somebody can think that they're a descendant or an heir, but that family may not be the legitimate family either. You know, like who knows right, how many correct. times this has been changed out. So both of these people could have trace lineage, but you know, one of these families could have been one that took over the other family, whatever. So that there's only one true heir, <laughs> but you'll never really know unless you can go back in history and figure out like how many times it's theoretically been changed throughout the timeline to go back to that, the original, original right. bloodline. That's why I like game of Thrones. Cause there's like a few families and they all, they keep it simple. Right. I mean, even though it's complicated, it's much simpler than what, is actually going on. <laughs> yeah, simplified in the fact that they only have one sibling, so, you know. <laughs> and they all the in, fuck the each other. The inbreeding only goes so far. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, thank you guys for humoring we humoring me with this ridiculous <laughs> clip. I do, I do need to do more some more research into it. Uh, uh, but this guy this guy is uh, is wild. And then I would like to look into that Australian dude a little more and see what uh, his, his thoughts are after the fact. But um, any final... I, mean, I feel like that one would probably make some pretty good sense, though, because... It's almost like the man in the iron mask. Like if there was a legitimate heir, right. you would try to send them away as far as possible. So mm-hmm. Australia was the prison colony for England. So if you had Correct. a royal descendant and you were trying to hide, that would be the place that they would send them to. So I feel right. like that one has some pretty good validity or, to it off the fact that one, he didn't know, and two, he was in Australia. Well, like Game of or, Thrones, like Jon Snow think, goes to the ice wall, right? Think about the other guy too, uh, Gregory. Uh, growing up in New Zealand mm-hmm. because New Zealand is a five eyes country mm-hmm. of which Britain is also part of that. So did so they do two different converging families too that took yeah. over, you know, did they do these things to like spy on, uh, you know, how they were growing up and, and monitor that. Yeah. Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, God save the queen, right? (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah, she's a lizard. Uh, But guys, any final thoughts on anything we talked about tonight? I think this was a wonderful show. Lots of topics. Surprisingly, uh, Janet, if you don't know, uh, oftentimes on the show, uh, all of the clips and the topics we bring up tend to run together. But I feel like tonight... It was a little uh, all over the place. That's probably my fault. I feel like... No, they went together. It's all about misdirection. Misdirection. Mm-hmm. You got to misdirect the asteroids, misdirect the airs, misdirect the medication. Very good, Shane. Way to, way to tie, the, tie well, a nice wait, little bow. And, and misdirect your stream. So <laughs> it, it, all, it all works. It all works. Oh, my goodness. Misdirection. That's, see, that's what we did all here. fit together, and oh. we didn't even have a clue what everybody else was sending. That's, so there you go. That's what I love about this. Well, everybody, <laughs> thank you all so much for uh, joining us for the show, all the listeners and everybody in the live chat. Shout out to Brody Bruce. Check out the Secret Squirrel podcast, people. Shout out to Tammy. She's always in the chat. And uh, user has been banned for naughty words. Maybe uh, He didn't use very many naughty words tonight. Um, so maybe you got to step that up and then of course, cosmic Marauder, uh, with America uh, unhinged. Absolutely. Um, everybody, thank you so much. This was great. Any final thoughts before we get, get out of here? I think Gabby sent a random clip, but I'm assuming it's probably as random as last week. Is she trolling us? It's actually something to discuss or some random shit. Okay. No, I know she sent it to you, but we got to see the random shit. Yeah. Uh, Gabby is trolling us. So let me, (laughs) I know she's trolling us. I can see the clip. Let me share. Go Gabby. She's literally (laughs) trolling us. Uh, no, I can't clip it. Whoa. Okay. Hold on. Let me share the other screen. 
Yeah, she's such a troll, dude. <laughs> I'm surprised she doesn't troll us in the chat the whole time, if I'm being honest with All you. All right, here we go. Oh, am I sharing this Back one? Here live oh, hold on. I'm sharing the wrong screen now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all know what this is. <laughs> okay, Gabby, here's your clip. Jesus. Back here live at the Waterfront Village with my friend, the zombie, Jonathan. You're looking good. Jonathan just got an awesome face paint job. What do you think? I like turtles. All right. You're great zombie. And good times here at the Waterfront Village. Okay. Thanks, Gabby. We got the old school corn kid. Yeah. Now it's the corn kid. This was the old school for anybody that wasn't around for that shit. It was, I like turtles. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, like, I love cone. Um, thanks. I was going to say, is that a Joe Biden descendant? <laughs> it's it's Hunter's. It's Hunter's. Uh, really hairy legs. Bastard child with the stripper. Yes. Uh, that's it. That's him. We found him. <laughs> that's what happens when your willy goes ways that you can't control. And you pee on people on accident. Exactly. Um, well, everybody. Accident in air quotations. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for the sh uh, for the, a great show. Thank you to the chat. Uh, thanks to Gabby for trolling us. And uh, with that, I'll play us out with our theme music. Everybody. Uh, any. Oh, before we do that, where can people find you, Janet? <laughs> Sorry. <gasps> One more time. One more time. Okay. You can find Deplorable Nation at every podcast platform plus actualactivist.com, Roku TV on the Patriot Podcast Network. You can stalk me on Instagram, all that you want, uh, Deplorable Janet, or on Twitter at no Janet K-N-O-W. Or you could come to my house if you want, but that might be creepy, so please don't. Anyway. Perfect. And uh, Shane? I'm going to do my little finger dance, you know, that you love so much. Yes. Shane's going <laughs> to tell us what's going on. So if you're coming to find increase of our reality, you want to check out the merch. I got some merch for this show too. If anybody's interested in it, they can come to my, my store and check it out. Uh, all under one link. <laughs> you're distracting me. I'm bro. ready. Go say the link, say the link. L I N K T R period E E slash increase of our reality podcast. If you're trying to check out the new show that the first episode is dropping September 22nd with Ghosts of My Third Eye, uh, it's called Bizarre Encounters, um, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Bizarre Encounters. And if you're coming to check out Open Minds Media, the little project that Kyle and I have been working on that's like a little uh, help community slash connection community slash place to just kind of make friends. We also have a listener side that we have the featured creator idea where uh, pretty much you can come to this feed. Um you can look up random episodes and kind of just figure out what you're interested in, come find some new shows. And then you also get, I just extended it now, uh, 10 question bio. So you can kind of get to know the creators too. Um, if you want to check that out, it's L I N K T R period E E slash open underscore minds underscore media. And how about you, Kyle? Give them all your links. Um, and I will I'll, I'll continue with the finger uh, explaining. Uh, I'm I was Kyle. doing it down here so that you couldn't see it. <laughs> you son of a bitch, uh, <laughs> Kyle. With uh, I'm Kyle with the Big Dumb Podcast. Just look up Big Dumb Podcast. You'll find me everywhere. Uh, and yeah, that's that's how it rolls. All the links to everything will be in the description below, guys. Thank you for a great show. This was fun, Janet. Always a pleasure. I love you so much. I miss you. And Shane, I'll I see you. I love you guys too. You're we need to we need to hang out, dude. I know. Well, we got to get, get another meetup going. I, I know, think Mon do. what Montana this year. We have to we have to do that like before um we all die in this asteroid explosion <laughs> or uh from PMIS missiles. I I don't know. One of the, the two. The PMIS could happen. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Or and uh, oh, hey, if you're in Denver, go get yourself a go bag uh, while you still can. All right. Uh, with that, I'll play us out. Everybody, have a great, great night. Big dumb inquiries. Big dumb inquiries. Big dumb inquiries. Big dumb inquiries. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.